0: Alright, let's see what you got. You know, testing candidates, especially for sales, is a very important step of the hiring process. However, it's not the difficulty of the test that really matters. It's the type and the purpose of the test that you give. Join Nigel today as he explains why you need a personality test and a written assessment for candidates to be able to hire the right person. Only here in the latest episode of Sales Transformation. I've even used the cheat sheet of questions that you, you, you've given me in my own hiring process. And people are, uh, you know, they're a little taken back. Like, Whoa, this is, this is not how I expected this to go. I expect, you know, I think they're expecting you to like, yeah, let's, let's talk through your resume together, you know, like every other hiring process that sucks.
1: I I had this candidate tell me this week, he said, bro, you just went there. And I said, yeah. And the question I asked was, I said, tell me about a time where you lied at work.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't used that one. My personal favorite is, uh, tell me the most challenging thing you've had to overcome personally.
1: Mm, I don't know, like, That's a good one.
0: And you can see when they're full of it and when they give you something real.
1: Yeah. And when, and the, this is a question that I, this is probably the question I have to cut more people off in their answer than any other question. As I say, hey, Colin, tell me what you suck at. Mm. And then they give me some non-answer that either has nothing to do with the job or is like them spinning into a positive attribute. Well, I'm a workaholic. Bro, sure. <laughs> tell me what you really suck at. Yeah. Like, here's your chance. You can be honest with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of hiring managers are just scared to go there. Or don't know that they need to go there because you're dealing with a different type of person that is conditioned over years and years of being in these high stakes environment of telling you what you want to hear or what they think you want to hear. To get the job. And then
0: we've all been there where it's like, you know, know, sometimes even first day on the job, first week on the job, first month on the job, that is not the person from the interview. (laughs) Where is that person?
1: Correct. Yeah, and so my job in that first conversation is to say, "Who is this real person?" and let's let's start the interview process with the real person, not the 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 host of of the show of the interview.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if they survive that that you know looking for for, for chemistry, um, you know phase and see if they're you know honest with you and, and survive that rapid fire, you know, questioning uh, that they're not prepared for, which is by design. Um, then, then what's the next step in your process there?
1: Yeah. So when we do that, I'm going to have them, uh, a personality test through the predictive index and i'm looking for uh, generally about four to five reference profiles uh, and i don't want to get into to that but you need to have some kind of personality assessment tool and you need to understand how it works and not just use it for the sake of using it otherwise that you can blow your whole process up there because you used a tool that you didn't understand it's like using a hammer when you need a screwdriver Mm. so Using, I do I have them do a personality assessment. Then I have them do a written assessment and I get a bunch of <laughs> eye rolls at this, Colin. Where it's like, really? We're 38 years old and we got people doing written assessments. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I do it for two reasons. One, if you're not willing to do it, then you don't want the job. Yeah.
0: And, and a lot of people okay. just, and then if you're not, yeah, a lot of people would just uh, deselect themselves right there, right?
1: Yeah. So that that means that when I ask you to do a report or send me a business plan in, in 90 days, you're not going to do it because you think you're above it or it doesn't need to be done and that you've got it all figured out. So you don't want to do a written assessment. And if you don't want to do it within, I always make it do it within 48 hours. So if you're not willing to do it within 48 hours, it means you can't manage yourself, can't manage your calendar, and you can't manage your commitment. So you're out. But- The real reason I do it is because writing is a window into the brain. I want to know how you think. I want to know, can you write in a way that's just as compelling as the way you talk? Or do you write like you text your college bros and use instead of because C-U-Z? Or do you have run-on sentences? Like You need to know the difference. If you're going to be emailing my customers, it's not a text thread. It needs to look and feel a certain way. And I'm trying to get a sense for what is your prose? Do you understand how the English language works? And can you form complete sentences? Yeah, A lot of candidates can't. And I I have no tolerance for that. And then after after the written assessment, the personality test, I do what's called the who interview. And it comes straight out of um, a book by G.H. Smart uh, by the same title, who. And that's when I bring out the resume and I ask the exact same questions for every job that a candidate has on its resume. And it is boring, and it is monotonous, and it is a grind. But what I'm looking for are the references that I'm going to call. And that's why I do it. I'm trying to really understand what they really did when they were at a company. And I don't accept anybody's references that they give me. I find the references that I want to call during the WHO interview. And then if that goes well, I have them present to me how they would sell the offering of the company that, that I'm representing. So if they're going to come work for, if I am doing do an interview process for someone that sells podcasting interviews and and done for you podcasting, they have to be able to sell me on done for you podcasting. And then I have, then I have them as, a, as also as a part of that interview, put together a plan. Who would you call on? How, how big is the total addressable market? How are you going to ramp up over the next um, 30, 60, 90 days?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love, um, the reference piece there that you find your own references. I mean, it seems so obvious, right, that you should do that. But how many people skip that point? I was like, ah, oh, you know, they seem like an honest person and, and don't call the references at all or just go to the default ones that are provided.
1: Or even worse, we don't because there's such a pressure on us to get this position mm. filled that we're scared we might find something we didn't want to wow. know. Colin, I can't tell you how many times it's been the latter where it's like, oh, I just don't, I don't want to know. I just, yeah, I think or this people person can sell. Well, hey. They may be a little yeah. kind of edgy. Yeah,
0: but I don't want to yeah. know. Or even, you know, the t- the stuff that we tell ourselves, right? Like, yeah, I mean, if they gave us the references, like they're going to check out with the course, so, you know, they're going to be good. Like, why bother? You know, we need to get this filled.
1: Which is true. If they're going to give it to you, it probably is a slam dunk walk in the park snow cone reference. And I don't want yeah. it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the show, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And we hope that you'll tune in again tomorrow as we are here for you every day, weekends included, to help you transform the way you sell.